Welcome back to Pottery More. This is the show where we expand a little bit on the episode proper and talk a little bit about D&D as well. In the episode proper, we were talking about The Walking Dead. Yeah. And we thought it'd be kind of cool to discuss some of our favorite zombie properties spanning all forms of you know, TV series, movies, books, comics, whatever you. Yes. And we'll talk a little bit about D&D. I have a few things I would like to reveal. Ooh, officially very, very exciting so you will this will be the first time you will be hearing of this but i've been planning to it for years now okay and it was going to be a thing in the fir- in the main campaign the first campaign so like but obviously the first campaign kind of fizzled out so i kind of was going to use it for this campaign soon okay so we'll talk about that in a little bit and sheena if you're listening you get to you get a little bit of insider information as well <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first things first, zombie properties. What zombie. are some of your favorite zombie properties? Some of my favorite zombie properties will be Zombie Land. Yes, of course. Yeah. Oh my mind in terms of zombies itself. <laughs> zombie it's, and comedy, man. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's so good. And I love whenever they put rule one, do cardio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing is so funny and it's, it's informative so as well. Zombie Land 2 as well was a really good movie. I, do, I can't remember whether I watched it yet, though. I might have. Probably have, but I cannot remember the storyline. Right. I will watch it again. Well, Thomas Middleditch was kind of like the... So, okay, in Zombieland 2, it was obviously... What's his name? The main character? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yes, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, uh, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, as Columbus, right? Uh. I don't know. But Jesse Eisenberg's character in Zombieland 1. In Zombieland 2, he was kind of like the main character as well. And Woody Harrelson's character was also there. Yeah. And they kind of dive a little bit deeper into Woody Harrelson's backstory as well. And it is very interesting in that series because in Zombieland 2, they also introduced another character played by Thomas Middleditch from... Ooh, what's it called? Silicon Valley? Okay. And he is kind of like Jesse Eisenberg exactly. <laughs> so it was very interesting to see. It was quite funny, honestly speaking. Uh, yeah, I think I might have not watched it. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I, I think so. I think so. Zombieland Double Tap. It's yes. really good. You should watch it. I will watch it. I mean, I really like Zombieland, the first one. The franchise itself. It's honestly speaking, one of the best comedy zombie properties out there. Okay. I would yeah. say the best zombie comedy property would be Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I want to watch that. Haven't you haven't watched it? No, haven't watched that. Oh my goodness. Is Shaun it on of Disney the Dead? Plus? I, uh, I know it's not Netflix because so. I was looking for it in Netflix. I don't think it's on Disney Plus, but I'm not too certain. But it's Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yeah, I think that might be Simon <laughs> Pegg's a big, uh, big role. First, I mean, his first step towards the big roles, right? Mm, definitely around that time. Right. For sure, yeah. But Simon yeah. Pegg in it was so good, man. It was like... Uh, what was that movie called? Ooh, I can't remember. But it was around that time where Simon Pegg started to become a bigger name. Okay, right. And Shaun of the Dead is a, kind of like a parody of Dawn of the Dead as well. Yes, yeah. Which is so good, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, one, it's my favorite comedy zombie franchise. Oh, okay. I gotta <laughs> watch it then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's kind of like... Oh, Hot Fuzz. That was the one I was thinking of. It was around that time where Simon Peck become became more of a star. Right. Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Okay. Of course, eventually Simon Peck went on to become 
Scotty in Star Trek. Yeah. And he has done so many other things as well. Exactly. He was yeah. in the Star Wars franchise as well. Yes. And yeah, just a big name in terms of nerd. The nerd area of the internet. Yeah. So what other things do you really like? What are some of your other favorite? I like zombie. Uh, sorry. World War Z. World War Z is really good. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. That was scary as hell. Scary as shit, dude. Like, uh, honestly speaking, one yeah. of the scariest, uh, one of the properties with the scariest zombies is World War Z. Because they're fast. <laughs> they're fast, dude. And, and they climb over each yeah, other. Yeah, dude, the one where they were all, like, spoilers for World War Z, by oh, the yes. way, like when they were climbing up the wall and they were exactly. just yeah. climbing on top of each other to get to the top of the wall. Yeah, that is madness. That's some scary shit, man. Yeah. Especially zombies doing teamwork. Although, yeah. I don't know, okay, maybe it's not teamwork. They just want to move forward. Yeah. You know? But it's scary as hell. Yeah. Of course, we can't leave out Army of the Dead. Oh, yeah. I really like that. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. I, I kind of like the series, actually. Yeah. Not, I will say, individually, the movie isn't like that triple it's, A. Oh, it's pretty cool. But it's, it's entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. It's really good I mean there's even this, those scary moments where they were in the casino uh, they're going to, towards the casino yeah. and they have to go through this like sleeping zombies yes that's right and yeah that is scary it was well. like in the kitchen or something right yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. so many zombies around yep. they have to you know go through weave them. through all of them yeah. one of my favorite characters from Army of Dead is the internet uh, influencer guy Internet influencer, influencer yeah, guy. He oh, yeah. The, he, he, go, he often goes out to zombies <laughs> yeah, and kills them for yeah. internet fame. Yeah. Really cool guy. And he decided to join them. Yeah. Yeah. He has his own crew, right? Yes, that's right. Like two other people. And of course, Army uh, of the Dead stars, Batista stars. Something tries. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name again? Matthias Schweighofer. <laughs> oh my goodness I love it that was the introduction of Matthias Schweighofer to me yes such a charismatic person man he's an amazing actor also yeah I mean I love it yeah and And I what a difficult name he's becoming (laughs) fast he is very fast becoming a very difficult household name (laughs) yeah yeah I'll I'll stick to uh, Sebastian Lutwick oh yeah (laughs) that might be easier to remember probably yeah Ludwig Dieter. Uh, Ludwig Dieter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's his name. Dieter. One of my favorite um, zombies ever mm-hmm. was from Community. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I put in really? my own list as oh, well. Oh, really? Because that was one of the few things I thought of that I thought maybe you might not discuss, but... No. <laughs> that is in my list, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, Community College eating MREs and becoming zombies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these are... I mean, I can't go... <laughs> I, I can keep going again and again with for community because yeah. I would I did not expect the episode to come and like I was watching it and then they start to talk about zombies uh, like, oh and then people starting to get infected with something and then you realize oh there's the ration yeah. thing and then there's army and it's legit in the community world is yeah. a reality <laughs> that they all became zombies for but that honestly hour. speaking <laughs> that, that, that episode was so good yeah. with so many things like even as a, like, Jeff as a zombie still texting <laughs> yeah. and Troy was like, even as a zombie, you're cool. Yeah. Kind of thing. And Troy coming out with exactly. the, with the alien suit, alien yes. 2 suit. Yeah. With Abba playing in the background. And it didn't work at all. And then he went to the zombie, he's like, ow, ow. Okay, all right, you got me. Ow. And he just walks over there and tries to turn off the, turn the AC. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he has all the tropes as well from yeah. sacrificing one another. Yep. The, the safe sacrificing house himself. himself, right? Yeah. And then the, the yeah. One of my favorite tropes: the person who's bitten who thinks they're immune. Exactly. <laughs> well, of course, there's I Brita thought as maybe well. I'm immune. If anybody is immune, it will be me because I was bitten ten minutes ago. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite. Yeah. The safe just, house. The, yeah, the doctor. That that doctor dude yeah. and Britta. <laughs> stupid. They are so funny. <laughs> and Britta with the tiny, teeny, tiny, tiny T-Rex arms. Yeah, trying to eat. And then, of course, the love story amongst uh, the crazy zombie apocalypse thing out thing. Yeah. With uh, Chang and yep. Shirley. And who was Shirley dressed as again? <laughs> Miss Piggy. <laughs> I am so sorry. That's all I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? She's Glinda the Good Witch. Uh, yeah. I... And everybody <laughs> thought Chang was Chris, Chris, uh, Christina Yamaguchi, which yeah. is a ice skater, but of course he's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Community what a good series man Yeah Sorry That's one of the most amazing Zombie it's, moments It's on up there for zombie comedy yeah. as well For sure uh, We previously mentioned as well No we didn't mention this But The post-apocalyptic Was Love and Monsters Yes Another zombie property That I really like Is Warm Bodies Oh I have, I don't know that Warm Bodies It had it starred oh, Warm Nicholas, Bodies Yeah It starred Nicholas Holt Yeah Oh it's on Netflix, I think. It was. was. On oh, they took it out. Yeah, I think it's gone. But Warm Bodies, honestly speaking, was a really good zombie movie. Right. Okay. The protagonist was a zombie, and he started to feel again. Oh, okay. Yeah, Teresa Palmer was in it as the love interest of the zombie that started to make him feel, and his heart started beating again. It was honestly very interesting. Okay. John Malkovich was in it as well, and John Malkovich is such a good actor, man. Yeah. How about this show called I Zombie? I've never watched it. Oh, it I good. Zombie is really good. It was one of, honestly speaking, it's up there in terms of comedy zombie as well. Okay. But it has a really good storyline. So in I Zombie, I'm not going to try and convince you to watch I Zombie now, man. I just, I mean, I tried with The Walking Dead already. Yes. But a little bit about I Zombie is the zombies aren't, are undead, but they don't lose all function until they've not eaten brains for a while. So as long as the zombie keeps eating brains, they manage to keep themselves. But whenever they eat a brain of somebody else, like a pure brain of somebody else, they start to adopt the personality and abilities of the person they've eaten, they've consumed. Sounds like Sila from Heroes. A little bit, but it's a temporary thing until the brains wear off. Yeah. So the series follows a character named Liv Moore. Get it? <laughs> okay, it's uh, amazing, yeah. Yeah, so Liv Moore is one of the few zombies that actually... She's the protagonist and she, because she's a, hmm, what do you call that? The, she works in the, mortu- a mor- yeah, a morgue, okay. right? And she has direct access to brains. Right. Okay. And usually it's the victims that she eats. So she helps the detective Babano uh, solve cases. Okay. Using- so it's a detective zombie comedy. Correct. Yeah. And then she initially fakes like she's a psychic. That's how she gets like the visions and everything. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually her getting flashbacks to the memories of the victims. I see, okay. Eventually, of course, everybody finds out about the zombies and yeah. the whole series takes a turn from there. Okay. Cool. Amazing series by not the lead singer of Matchbox 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else? That What other zombie shows that there were, uh, okay, I, I obviously I'm going to point out Train to Busan. Okay. I watched it recently. Yeah. And 
I've heard I, there was so much hype about Train to Busan. Everybody was touting it's like one of the best Korean movies ever. Yeah. I would say if you are a fan of the Korean drama, the K-drama kind yeah. of thing, Train to Busan would be the best. Would be, be really good. I myself am not a big fan of the K-drama aspect of everything. Therefore, I found Train to Busan a bit lacking. Right. Because okay. it focused too much on the drama. Yeah, so it's a genre that is not meant for you. Yeah, it's not meant for me. But still very like very well like a very talented cast performances were good the director the direction was really good the direction of photography was really good as well the edits were really good as well storyline was pretty great it's just it's just not written for you it's just not for me yeah yeah but i still like it a lot yeah along those same lines there was the the recent show um all of us are dead right yeah the recent korean drama all of us are dead as well it's okay it's interesting i'm not the biggest fan of it because it's a k drama again so is this the trope it's the story yes it's 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 uh it's a little uh, much for me but i will say i do enjoy it a little bit more than train to busan okay because they develop the characters a little better because I mean, it's a series. I mean, it's a series, right? Yeah. yeah. And the antagonist in it is really scary. Okay. Yeah, so it's quite interesting. Awesome. I mean, I haven't had time to watch this one yet, but it's, I do want to watch it. It's not... Okay. The thing about K-dramas I can't handle is they... It's too much drama sometimes. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I think I'm less... Uh, I'm more... You're I'm more okay accepting with it, to it, accepting, yes. Yeah. For this one, another aspect of game drama is a lot of freaking cliffhangers. Yes. Which I love. <laughs> so I had no trouble with that. I had no problem <laughs> with that. It just leave me like, oh, I just got to watch the next episode now. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, yeah. which I love. Okay. And I, whenever I see that in a, in a in like a series or movies, I'm like, ah, you got me, you motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I recognize that because I do that all the time. So yes. I should never have a problem with that. Uh-huh. But that's one thing that Angel, my wife, disliked about this movie <laughs> because it's just cliffhanger from episode to episode. But there's every K-drama. Precisely. Honestly. But we don't watch K-dramas very often. Yeah. In fact, this and Squid Game is probably the only two K-dramas yeah. that we've ever watched. Yeah, I think I watched more than you. For sure. Yeah. These are the only two K-dramas I've ever watched, I think, to my knowledge. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I understand. Uh, I, I, do where, I do see where you're coming from. There, mm-hmm. there are certain uh, K-drama tropes that are quite prevalent in... Um, most of their shows yeah. and I think it does speak to a certain group of audience I am accepting of it but I know there are some that really enjoy those as well yeah. and I think if you I mean if you uh, if you like those tropes I think then maybe Train Busan will be yeah, definitely. will be amazing right yeah. even the fact that you don't like it and yet you still it's say still it's still a good great. story yes it's still good Yeah, yeah. but if you're a fan of K-drama and you're accepting to it I think Train to Busan will be amazing for you Yeah. Okay. Um, there's also Kingdom Oh, that's right. Yeah, but... But again, I'm not a fan of K-drama. Yeah. It's a period K-drama especially. Oh, yes. So yeah. it's everybody... I remember... I'm going to talk a bit about Game of Thrones as well. Yes. Because the Nightwalkers, yeah. again, amazing. But I remember when Game of Thrones ended was around the time where the kingdom came out. That's right, yeah. And when season... I don't know, season two or three released on Netflix, my boss at the time told me like, oh, hey, you've never watched Kingdom? I'm like, no, I've never watched Kingdom. Like, and he told me, what the fuck have you been doing? I'm like, re-watching Game of Thrones. And he, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's around that time I remember. That's why yeah. I remember. But I did try watching Kingdom, like the first few episodes. Again, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. Right. Okay. It's just, I'm sorry. Like, I'm I'm all for watching films in films and series in other languages. I watch anime all the time. Mm-hmm. 
but it's just not for me. Right. Yeah, there's a bit of disconnect when it comes to things like this. Okay. I mean, I mean just, it's just a story writing. You didn't watch thing. Kingdom, did you? I didn't watch. Okay. I am also... While I watched quite a number of K-drama, mm-hmm. uh, it took me a while to get used to it simply because my girlfriend loves it. Uh, right. And and I start watching a few. Shout uh, out yeah, to Liz, yeah, by the way. Yeah, shout out to Liz. So... Yeah, so she likes to watch it and I just... Okay, yeah, let's watch it together. And I'm open to all sorts of storytelling, right? Right. And while I am okay with the the modern world K-drama, mm-hmm. I find it very difficult with the periodic one yeah. and more the fantasy side. I just find it so difficult to... Yeah, to like it. I don't know. Maybe I grew up in the fantasy world of the Western side. But here's uh, the thing though. I don't have that trouble watching... I have the same trouble with you whenever it comes to Korean like fantasy world kind of thing. Yeah. But when it comes to like Japanese fantasy world, I don't have a problem, you know? I don't know what that says about me. No, but the thing is, I, I also have the same thing with you. But, right. But then again, I do know that I grew up with Japanese comics. True, me too. So, I grew up with manga and anime. Exactly. Yeah. So that is in my childhood. This is something new, I suppose. And I already have in at the back of my head, fantasy is... Mostly Western. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, right? Western. Yeah. And yeah, and I think Japanese side is more of like maybe interest in the culture, the samurai culture and all uh, that. Like Kenshin. True. Yeah. But that's not even... Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. But that's, that's a Western show, right? Samurai that's Jack. true, yeah. It's a Western production, <laughs> but like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Rurouni Kenshin was a period kind of... I would consider it fantasy. I would, because Batosai the slasher is definitely not yeah, but it doesn't have the fantasy tropes of, yeah, of course. Uh, monsters and... I will say when it comes to anime, uh, there's this anime called Magic Knight Wraith, which was one of my favorite animes of all time. Okay. It's an isekai about three girls who come from our world when they went to visit Tokyo Tower. Of course, it happens to the Tokyo Tower. Everything happens okay, in Tokyo yeah. Tower. And they go into this fantasy world called Sephiro. Okay. And they are supposed to save the princess as she is being oppressed by this mage known as Zagato and this is their adventure of you know being regular girls learning archery and sword play getting these amazing weapons and these armor that evolve with them as they go on their journey to eventually finding mechas kind of like world like their gods it's the three main gods of this world which is it's eventually led to be kind of like the counterparts of this girl the girls in the real world Right. Okay. That's why day three were the ones who were pulled from the real world. Yeah. And they pilot these kind of mecha gods to defeat Zagato and free the princess. So that's the kind of fantasy that was. Yeah, honestly speaking, Magic Knight Rayearth, for any anime fans out there, right? If you're a fan of fantasy, you're a fan of anime, watch Magic Knight Rayearth. It's one of my favorite, favorite of all time animes. Cool, yeah. But we're venturing a bit off topic right now. Exactly, we're going yeah. back to zombies. There is, I think, a franchise of zombies. Of course, your f- Resident Evil. Oh, the that's games. right. Yeah. One of my favorite games of when I was a kid. Just that jump scares all around. Every time I used to go to an arcade would just to be play just to play Resident Evil. Okay, wow. I, I didn't play it that much. Yeah. I mean it was a shooter game right now, arcade. Definitely, yeah. yeah, I think I played it a bit. Kill some one of the first few games I got from the Wii. It originally when it came out was Resident Evil I think 5 no no, no not 5 okay. maybe 3 w- were they killing demons or zombies I'm always zombies, make- zombies. the T-Virus made them zombies oh okay and also House of the Dead House of the Dead another shooter zombie game 
which is oh, so good. It's the same. It's the same. It's less story than Resident Evil. Just straight up shooter. Right. Okay. Also, Left 4 Dead. Yeah. How can how can you not think about it? Yeah, Left 4 Dead. The witch still haunts me to this day. <laughs> you have startled the witch. Yes. Yeah. The, I didn't play that much to be honest, but I remember the witch when I, I did play. I remember when we played Left 4 Dead. It was when we were maybe in like sixteen or seventeen, perhaps. I think a bit later for me. Okay. Twenty. Because I remember when I was like I was in a lecture, and someone said something and the lecturer, the lady got angry and started screaming at him. And then someone said a little bit under the breath, but not so soft that everybody can hear, you have startled the witch. And the lecture hall erupted into laughter. <laughs> oh, sh- Yeah. I felt so bad for the lecturer. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel so bad for the lecturer. Back then, while it was happening, no, I was laughing my ass off, man. We were young. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was so, it was so insane, man. So yeah, Left 4 Dead as well, actually. Really good zombie game. Okay, yeah. Uh, another movie franchise I feel that I think you've never watched. The 28 Days, 28 Weeks Later? No. 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later. Amazing zombie franchise as well because the zombies are so fucking scary. They run and... Oh, it's one of the fast ones. Yeah. and hate on, those fast ones. On this, along the same topic, I Am Legend. Oh, yeah. It's a zombie show, I right? I guess it's kind of a zombie show. And those zombies are really scary as well. I can't remember though. I can't remember much actually. I watched yeah, it a long time ago. I can't stand it when zombies run. Those are the most scary. Yes. And it seems like every single zombie in Korean culture runs. I mean, you got to pick the scariest of the bunch, right? I mean, no. <laughs> here's the thing, okay? It's... Korean dramas, why I think the zombie stuff doesn't... Up, like, doesn't appeal to me is because they make this quick zombie scary. Right, the scary quick zombies. Yes. And that is supposed to give you the in- intensity and excitement of the movies. Then you bog it down with drama. Yeah, it's just a different style, I suppose. Whereas, like, you know, other regular zombie properties have the typical slow walking zombies. It builds up the anticipation. It's just a different kind of horror, which I feel like if you want K drama, that's the kind of thing you should go for. I, okay, here, okay. Well, I'm moving towards into a segment, into segway into. Uh writing stories and all that yeah right? yeah because I think zombies in a sense is just a tool for writing of course and yeah. I and I think zombie in itself I don't feel they are the bad guys or the antagonists but they are creating sense of danger yeah that can be permanent or prevalent yeah throughout the imminent. whole story imminent also imminent and throughout the whole story and yep. you kind of know that there's this crazy danger happening yeah outside your safe zone. Yeah. It's always that. And I think sooner or later, the story always bring you that you have to be part of that danger. Yeah. Either walking through, uh, in World War Z, you have to walk through this yeah. building full of zombies, right? In Army of the Dead as Army well. Army of the Dead yeah. as well. It's always something mm-hmm. along those lines. Yeah. And I think the way you want to, yeah, so it's a tool for that. And I think you can do it in different ways. Either as a jump scare, yes, the running zombies. But normally, I would think that the running zombies is scary, especially to tell you that oh, okay, yeah, you're meeting this bunch of zombies who are right now just standing around doing nothing. Yeah. But at any sound, yeah. light, you can at just... At the slightest provocation, they will, yeah. they are ready to snap at you. And once they snap, you know the kind of danger they bring. And I think that's... Yeah, that's a different kind of story. Telling. Yeah. Or you can have a slow ones and 
make them fun to shoot at like zombie land as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so on that note, how would you run a kind of zombie D&D game? That is very interesting actually. Uh I how I like the stories where I will use a zombie as the first form of danger at a lower level. Okay. Uh and I think it will be a survival kind of thing where they need mm-hmm. to find a place to survive or even build a colony, get everybody comfortable. And within that maybe colony there will be a villain or something. Yeah, now now that I'm seeing it, it sounds like I'm basically saying whatever you're saying about Walking Dead again, right? Yeah, but the villains will be there to make sure that one, you have to fight the villain. Second, secondly, not only you have to fight the villain, you can also risk the idea of like the zombies coming in or that become the main danger again. Uh, mm. yeah, yeah, I guess it's a pretty much a battle of the villain with the understanding that any mistake in this fight can cause you to go back to the survival mode against the zombies, which is scary or as well. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. By the way, quick shout out. I forgot to mention this. Um, Zombie Dice, which is a tabletop game. Amazing game. Also, Dead of Winter. I own that, zombie. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Dead of Winter. Amazing game. You don't like that game, do you? I I don't quite That was the game it. you don't like, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. but that's, It's very that's, technical. Yes, I know. But I love it so much, honestly. Right. Because I'm a big fan of the zombie property. Zombie, like the idea of zombies yes that's why I love it has all the tropes though when you play the game from zombies trying to enter the building to killing the zombies in action and at the betrayal betrayal exactly yeah so I love Dead of Winter yeah such a good tabletop game but okay we're getting to the part where I am ready to talk about how I would run a zombie in my game yes and I'm going to reveal something about my world which you don't know yet Okay. You, wow. Steven, you're the player doesn't know yet. And any of my players have not encountered this before because it has not come up until now. Wow. Okay. Well, it hasn't come up yet either. But I want because it's thematic, we're talking about zombies, I kind of think it's the perfect time for me to talk about it. Okay. So obviously, if you've not been listening to our Podity More conversations, I am running a DN DD game in my world, and in that world the main crux of it was five years ago, there was a little town called Stockton and it was overrun and basically a gate opened and all these fiends came out and just uh, like now the world is overrun with kind of fiends everywhere. So it's, it's more prominent than it ever was before. And... I had an idea when I thought about, when I, after this, like the one shot initially, the Stockton one shot. Yeah. Where demons typically possess people. Okay. So why not have this in my world as well? Right. Which is common. Yeah. That the party has encountered before. Yeah. Even in the first campaign, one of the first few things was a demon possessing and taking on the form of other people and stuff like that. Yeah. That's happened in every D&D campaign, every D&D game. What I want to do for my game that is slightly different is what happens when the demons leave the bodies? So my idea is kind of after the demon has made full use of what they need of the body, they leave the body, they get out of the body to find another body they want to make use of and that body kind of becomes a husk a shell of what they used to be 
basically walking dead version of themselves who all they want to do is just consume okay so that exists in my world in general they are known as the bereft because they are bereft of everything yes they are just a husk yeah they are just walking consumers Okay, it doesn't sound so scary when you call them consumers. Yeah, they just want to devour everything in their path. Yes. And the prevailing theory of why they want to do that is, and this is the where the kicker comes in, once the demon possesses the body, and after, if it possesses it for a long enough time, after it is expelled from the body or leaves the body, the soul is tainted. And as such, these zombies, these bereft, roam the earth in search to try and devour a soul to make themselves whole again. That sounds pretty cool, actually. So yeah, that is a little bit into my world of D&D. And a little bit into how fucked up my brain is. (laughs) Actually, that sounds really... That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, so they are they do exist. Kind of makes sense. Like they, they lost everything and they want to consume the soul but they couldn't and that's why they're gonna keep going at it. Yeah. And it's yeah. because they lose function basically, all they want to do is try and eat a soul, but they don't know how to do it. And there is technically no real way to do it. So yes. they just devour everything in front of them. Are they though? Are they intel intel intelligent intelligent beings? Um there are some reports. These these things there there have not been very many attacks of the bereft, but there are some reports that there are some of these bereft that show signs of intelligence, of using tools, of opening doors. How about conversation? Uh no, no none no sign of conversation yet. Okay, no reported sign of conversation. Are they more powerful than normal humans? So you see the thing about it, I'm going to bring a little bit of science into this as well. Okay. We as human beings are capable of more than what our body, uh, of more than what we are actually doing. Our body sets limiters on ourselves. Yes. To not injure ourselves. Yes. These bereft do not feel pain. Okay. And as such, they do not have these limiters. Right. Okay. So they will be stronger. They don't have a stamina. If they do run, they're gonna be. They can be running forever. Until they run off energy, right? Or oh, we don't know that. Okay. Yeah. They had like, what is energy? Right. So basically, zombies. It's basically zombies. <laughs> that is my version of zombies in my world right now. Right. It's my take on zombies in my world. That's awesome, actually. Yeah, it hasn't come up yet. And I was hoping, because honestly speaking, I thought we would be much farther along in campaign this campaign than we are, due to, let's say the the, the toughest monster that any DNA party will ever face, which is like a CR sixty monster known as scheduling. Yeah. So I thought actually by now we would have encountered it, but I guess not. Yes. So I'm be- beyond writing them into my world. And having a, having them somewhere along the line in terms of this campaign, I'm now thinking maybe I want to run a one-shot regarding this. 
Oh, that's pretty cool as well. Yeah. Yeah. And the next time we don't have a full party to play, maybe I'll run that one shot. Yeah. As more of a survival type game. Because survival games, I can't run it as a campaign. So I feel like these bereft will be perfectly applied in a one-shot type setting. That's what you have to look forward to. And any of my party members who might be listening to this, that's what you have to look forward to. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I think that the best part of this is the repercussion to the rest of the world Yeah, as well. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking like, we were talking about Robert Kirkman earlier. Yeah. And this could be like all your one-shot, oh, I know links to your main story. Yep. And that reminds me of what he did with storytelling right? Robert Kirkman where mm-hmm. there are so many extended stories right now around the Walking yep. Dead date series. And yeah, this can be one of it and with, I, I don't know what's the repercussion of it. Precisely. Do you have yeah. to play to find out? Hopefully we get to play though. <laughs> yes. Scheduling stuff. Scheduling is the, the a bitch, man. It is, yeah. So what about you guys? Have you ever used zombies in your games? If you have, let us know. Also, let us know what are your favorite properties of zombies. We've discussed this a little bit in the beginning. And yeah, I want to know how you feel about the zombie genre in general as well. I am a major fan of the zombie genre. Always have been a major fan of the zombie genre. And I think I'll always be a major fan of the zombie genre. That's why I'm writing them into my world. So yeah, have you ever done that? Let us know. You, you can reach us at The Polity on Instagram and Twitter. That's T-H-E-P-O-G-D-I-T-Y on Instagram and Twitter. And join us next Monday for episode 19 of The Polity, where we'll be discussing Let less miserable. Wait, what? Less <laughs> yes, less miserable. Be, Definitely less will, miserable after watching we it. We will be talking about <laughs> Lemis. Lemis, indeed. Uh, yeah. Back to the musical. Back to the musicals. I can't wait for that. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, I will have a little bit less to say about Lemis. Hopefully. Why not? It's good shows to talk <laughs> about, man. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm, I'm okay. I'm kidding. I'm a big fan of Lemis. I'm gonna <laughs> be, I, uh, if you are not bored of my voice by now, you, you're definitely, every time we talk about a musical, you're definitely going to be bored of my voice. Yes. So catch us on Monday as we talk about that. And thank you guys so much for listening. I've been Nate. I'm Steven. We'll catch you on Monday. Goodbye. Goodbye.